0: Good. Um, just got a few announcements today, hi Denny, good, good to see you, um, Jason you still need to show me where your cabin is, along that wall somewhere, um, we're gonna be um, Let's see, is, is, is that sign-up still open for the women's tea on December 2nd? We're not sure. I, is it? Yes? Okay. All right, so there's a, wo- there's a women's tea uh, uh, event, I guess, down at River Valley Christian Church in Lake Elmo. And if you're interested in um, participating in that, come see my wife. And... Um, Next Sunday, actually, we we just decided this uh, yesterday. The first Sunday of each month, I'm getting, can you turn that monitor off or something? It's coming back at me. The first Sunday of, that's worse. The first Sunday of each month, um, we'll we'll be doing communion. But then in addition to that, we're going to just have lunch here after service, you know, like we did last Sunday, and just do that at least, at least once a month. It's so good for fellowship and for just being together um, because we're together already. So there, there's just more, more fellowship opportunities when we do that. December 17th, we'll be doing a, a Christmas program um, for at least part of the service with the, with the tiny small kids, and so that'll be fun. Um, I'm not sure if Katie needs help with that. Ask Katie if you want to help with that. And then, and then, and then we'll look forward to Christmas Eve on December 24th, where we're not going to do church on Sunday morning, but we're going to save it for the afternoon, and do a Christmas Eve maybe candlelight service from 4:30 to 5:30, giving everybody enough time to get home and enjoy the evening with their families. So, that's. Uh, where we are? Do you have any testimonies from from this week? I know we're praying for Bree this morning. Is she doing a little better? Okay, good. That's why I, I, I will always want to get the audio the audio of our service up as quickly as I can. Um, you know, so when people miss, then then they can hear the service. As soon as possible, so I'll 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 be doing that as well. So normally by Sunday evening or Sunday night for sure we'll have the audio up on our podcast and then on Spotify and Apple as well. I still, um, Henry, I still, I'm hearing an echo or something here. All right, we'll keep on trying. So, so praise God. Let's pray and, and just get into the Word this morning. And I think that clock looks accurate. Alright. That was funny. you got a defective music stand here. Um, Colossians chapter 1. I'll start there, and uh, and we'll pray. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians one. For this cause also. Since the day we heard it, starting in verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, Increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. And so I just want to pray this over us today. So Lord, in, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'd fill us with the knowledge of your will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I thank you for spiritual understanding in the congregation here, for revelation knowledge, for teaching us things that we don't know, and then giving us the wisdom to know how to apply it um, so that we can be be strengthened, so we can walk worthy of you. And I pray also that you'd help me with this message and give me utterance, and uh, I pray that that um, things would would come together and and that it would be just the word that every person needs to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 104, verse 15. Psalm 104. Um, the provision of God. I'll start in verse 13. He waters the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food on the earth. Check this out. And wine that makes glad the heart of man and oil to make his face shine and bread which strengthens man's heart. The um, the wine represents the the Holy Spirit that brings joy to our life. The oil is the anointing to make our face shine. Remember when Moses came down Mount Sinai? Uh, he 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 went to meet with the people, and his face was was so bright and shining. They said, um, "You you got to cover your face because." This, this glory of God is too bright for us, and bread which strengthens man's heart—that's the Word of God. And when you read the Word of God, it's going to bring strength to your heart. Remember Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God." And so, uh, this the, Jesus is the living bread. And when we, when we read the Word of God, it will strengthen your heart. It will build you up on the inside. It'll, um, it, you, you'll, you'll just sense strength coming into you. And if I can't sense it, I, I definitely sense it when I get away from that time of reading or that time of meditation in the Word of God. Um, it just makes you strong on the inside. This Word of God is food for your spirit man. It's supposed to nourish us and, and build us up on the inside. So spiritually, it's like a good, it's like a good meal, and that's what this is intended to be on Sunday mornings as well, where Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." Um, That's why everything around, around what we do here is is supposed to be all about the Word of God. Um, Now, um, Psalm Psalm ninety one. We'll just go to the left a little bit. Uh, Verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust and it um and um psalm 91 was actually i think it was written by Moses i know psalm 90 was i think psalm 91 was as well and um he 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 just details all the kinds of supernatural protection that we have in in God but therefore the one that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And uh, down in verse 11, or verse 10, no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Now this is The Lord talking here, he says, because, in verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is all covenant talk, um, and uh, that's the, the that, that's where I'm going today with the message. We're going to talk about our covenant with God, um, but um, with with a covenant, there's always two sides to it. There's there's God's side and and man's side, and we we participate with God to to activate our co- our covenant. But in in verse fourteen, he says, he's because he set his love upon me, therefore I'm going to deliver him. And I will set him on high. Why? Because he's my child? No. He says, because he has known my name. God reveals himself in scripture through these covenant um, uh, uh, compound names. Um, all through the word of God. And he, some of them are, are um, here's here's just some of them, and I'm not going to spend the whole time here, but we could. Jehovah Nisi, it's the Lord our banner, the Lord our victory. Jehovah Shalom is the Lord our peace. When I know his name is Jehovah Shalom, then I, kn- I can know that that this is available to me in my covenant with God. Um, Jehovah Raya, the Lord is present. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. And uh, remember when Abraham took Isaac up to sacrifice him on on Mount Moriah? And then the angel stopped him and God showed him a, a ram in the thicket. That place was called Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord will provide. Okay? Um, so, we, we need to know these things about God and, and know our covenant with God. So, in in our Bible, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament, but another way of... of um, it's also known as the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And the Old Covenant... Everything about it, all the sacrifices, the festivals, the the um, ceremonies—they all pointed people towards Jesus and towards the cross. And God, God had you know forgiveness for His people, and and uh, um, He was able to take care of them, and um, uh, and and so forth. But then in the in the new covenant, that's ratified in the blood of Jesus. The old covenant there was always animal sacrifices that wouldn't um, that, that wouldn't um, eradicate sin out of our life or totally um, uh, flush it out, but would just cover it for a year at a time. And they were sacrifices that had to be repeated again and again and again. They were all pointing to the perfect sacrifice, Jesus Himself when he died on the cross and shed his blood for us, when he did that, he died once for all. The righteous for the unrighteous. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11, starting in verse 11. There are... Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. I'll start in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Verse 11. Wherefore, remember, that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision, in the flesh made by hands. Um, anyone that was not born a, in, into the Jewish family was considered a Gentile, all right? Gentiles were uncircumcised. They had no covenant with God. They uh, were outside of, they, they, they were not God's chosen special people like the Jewish folks are. And um, they, um, but as when we're when we're brought into Christ then then we become part of part of God's people as well so he says in time past you were gentiles okay and at that time in verse 12 at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel not part of the Jewish nation strangers from the covenants of promise, didn't even know the word of God. Didn't have a covenant with God. People that live in the world have no guarantee of tomorrow. They have no guarantee of protection. They have no promise of healing. They have have nothing. They are completely alienated from God, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, that's all of us who are not in the Jewish race. Are brought near, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Isn't that wonderful? But even as believers, it's possible to still be ignorant of the covenant that we have with God. Even though we... we we, we um, uh, come into the family of God and we're born again and we become children of God it's still possible to be completely ignorant of, of uh, covenant? Really? What's that? I have a covenant with God? Blood covenant? Are you serious? Okay, now you're getting... Alright. right, that, uh, Stay away from this blood stuff. What's all that about? Now, a bloodless faith has no power at all. A um, if if we we, we we can't preach salvation the right way without preaching the blood of Jesus. And um I I even had a <laughs> I even had a uh, ancient history professor in college loved the guy, Baptist man, but he Ancient Blood Covenants? No. Haven't haven't studied that. Haven't heard about those. Really? Wow. Um he just he didn't he didn't know what he didn't know, okay. Um, but there's there's something to this this covenant business here. Um, let me um, and we're not going to be ignorant of it in this church. This understanding the covenant that we have with God, the blood covenant that we have through Jesus, is such a foundational such a foundational understanding. To, uh, um, it, it's it's like a foundation stone to to rest our faith on. Just having having this understanding, and I I don't know if I'm going to get through it all today or not, but um, but we'll see. Second um, Peter chapter one, which is after the book of Hebrews. So, in the New Testament, Romans through Hebrews is um, the works of Paul. And then after Hebrews, we get the other epistles, which are, you know, James and Peter and, um, and John. But 2 Peter, chapter 1. starting in verse three, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature of the life of God, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, so these are covenant promises that that God has uh all the promises are covenant promises. God doesn't even do any dealings with with man without a a covenant with him and back to psalm psalm uh 103 Bless the Lord, Psalm 103, at the beginning of, of, of the psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. These are benefits of our, co- our um, benefits that are included in our covenant with God who forgives all all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Amen. Um, He's merciful. Verse 10, he's not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Um, and then um, verse 17 the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them So remember, covenant there, and these are all covenant uh, benefits. Psalm 25. This was the first verse the Lord gave me. Psalm 25, um, verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Fearing the Lord is... is. Um, is, is not fright, um, because God's always good to us. But it's a, it's a reverence for God. It's honoring God in our life. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Okay? This is inside information that not everybody knows about. And it's revealed to those that fear, that, that, that fear God that reverence God in their life. So, let's, um, let's go back and look at the, look at the life of Abraham, because Abraham was the one that um, God made covenant with him, And and he became the father of our faith. Um, Starting in in Genesis chapter 12, God starts talking to him and, and promising things to him. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, Genesis 12 and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is... um. Why and and this this still holds today. And this is why we still love and support the Jewish people and the nation of Israel even today, because um, they're God's covenant people, and and we want to be a blessing to them. And when we bring when when we, um, we when we go out of our way to bless and support the nation of Israel. Then it positions our life under the blessing of God. Okay. In Genesis uh, fourteen, Abraham um, was um, had to go after his nephew, and and uh, it was really um, the first Israeli commando raid to take out four or five kings and their armies, and uh, and and get all the hostages back. So, and that's um, <clears throat> that's what they're doing again even today. Take out the terrorists, get the hostages back. So, this is the precedent for that, and Lord help them. And Abraham did, he got them all back, they were all alive. In Genesis 15, after these things, the word of the the word of the lord came to abram in a vision saying fear not abraham for i'm thy shield and thy exceeding great reward and abram said lord god what will you give me seeing i go childless and the steward of my house is this Eleazar from damascus You've, you haven't given me any, any, any kids, no seed. And um, this one born in my house is not my, my heir. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. Okay. Okay. And so Abraham says, how shall I know? And at this point, God makes a blood covenant with Abraham. Um, blood covenants were very common in the ancient world. And uh, even, even up, to, up to more recent history, the great missionary David Livingstone, when he went into Africa, um During his ministry, Africa was a closed continent. you couldn't get in there, but he 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 went in and um, in order to in in order to get into the interior of the African continent um, without getting killed, he had to make covenant with the chiefs of different tribes all. All inside Africa, and they and, and, and they were blood covenants. And the way this w- w- the way this would happen, there was th- there was um, um, a cut made in the in the wrist. The chief, you know, and Livingston himself, or a representative might stand in for the two of them, and then and then their and then their blood would be mixed. You know their their wrists joined together like this, where the blood drips down, and they raise them up like this, and and the blood gets all mingled together, and um, and then they become blood brothers, essentially, and then so they they become one. They become like one family, and everything that Livingston has now belongs to this chief, and everything the chief has belongs to to Livingston, available on demand and on, on command. And so there's always a, um, a um, you know, so Livingston, he, he had a little goat that he would take along with him, and uh, it would provide some milk that really helped some, some ailment in his, in his stomach. And the translator said, the chief wants your goat. He's like, I can't give up my goat. No you have to you have to give up the goat. And so he 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 let his goat go to the chief. And and then the chief gives him this this big staff with copper wire rolled all the way around it all the way down. And he didn't really know what he had. But this was the most powerful chief in the whole area. And every every, um, every place that he went with other tribes, they saw that, st- that staff, they knew he was in covenant with that chief, and they would bow down. They would let him pass. And that's how he got into the interior of Africa. Um, there's, in, in, these, in these covenant uh, uh, ceremonies, there's always a blessing side and there's a curse side. It's... Uh, it's a, a blessing if you keep the covenant and you keep the, the the promises and the the oath and everything. But then there, but then if you if if you betray the covenant, there's a curse that comes back the other way. And uh, we can we can see that over in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, the first 15 verses. Are all the blessing? Deuteronomy is set up in in this covenant uh, structure like this. But um, it's about, you know, are you going to obey God? Are you going to live in accordance with with the covenant of God? I'll let you get to Deuteronomy 28. So Here it says, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou, shalt, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. I'll just read this, this is good. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's your kids. Blessed shall be the fruit of your ground. The fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall, shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out the lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face do you know that king david never lost a battle he and his mighty men his armies they never they they never lost there was one time later in in king david's life where he was he was probably too old to be at battle and so he came very close to losing his life where he he fell or something, and, and there was you know, a heathen soldier that was about to do him in. And then one of his mighty men steps in and, and, and uh, takes care of it for him. But King David never lost, and he was a covenant man. Remember, remember David and Goliath? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who comes to defy the armies of the living God? Okay, what what did uncircumcised have to do with it? He was saying that Goliath, he's uncircumcised. He has no covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. He doesn't. Everyone else is just looking at what's available naturally. You know, we're we're smaller. Goliath is actually a giant. You, You know, everyone else is looking at it like that. But David... He 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 led a life of, of of worship and fellowship with God, and he was not ignorant of his covenant with God, and and so, to him, he's like, I killed a lion, I killed a bear. <laughs> this this guy is, he, he doesn't have any covenant with God either, so, it was over before it started as far as he was concerned. Um. and cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. Verse 8, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure." the heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and shalt not borrow won't be necessary and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail thou shalt be above only and shall not be beneath if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God which I command thee this day to observe and to do them and shalt not turn aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Okay. That's the blessing. Now there's a shift in the chapter. And it goes into a longer section of the chapter. Um, But this is the curse that that would come on people for disobeying God. And... um, It says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come on thee and overtake thee. And here we go. Cursed shalt thou be in the city. Cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. Why aren't the kids turning out right? They're cursed. The fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in. Cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, everything that you set your hand to (laughs) until you're destroyed and you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings whereby you have forsaken me. And it goes on and on and on. It includes, you know, betrothing a wife and somebody else, You know, you get engaged to be married, somebody else sleeps with her. It it includes uh, every kind of sickness, um, calamity, um, kidnapping. It's all here. And we go to the end of the chapter. Man, there's a lot of bad stuff. Verse 60. Moreover, he'll bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt that you were afraid of, and they shall cleave to thee. Verse 61, check this out. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So, if there's a sickness and it's not on the list here, if there's a disease and it's not on the list, verse 61 says it's still included. In, in the curse of the law. And so the way to, the, the, the way to understand this is that God uh, gave his people a, a covenant to protect them from the curse that's already in the earth. And is was, was kind of like an umbrella. Um, so an umbrella keeps, keeps the rain off of me. And so if I stayed um, close with my, my covenant with God, it would, um, it would protect me from the curse that's in the earth and, and all the, the bad things all around, okay? But if I started to disobey uh, the word of God and, and violate my covenant with God, then the umbrella stays here and I'm over here In the rain, and so I I get exposed. There's not protection like there should be. That's that's how I see this, and so the judgment of God is not necessarily um, the hand of God coming down, you know, waiting for us to screw up so He can pound us. But it's it's not the hand of God coming down in judgment, but it's God's protection, just moving to the side and then the, the, the earth is cursed and the curse of sin is already in the earth and, and a lot of bad things can happen so but that's what these people here under the old covenant were, were, were living under um, so I can't just leave you right there without going to Galatians chapter 3 and in Galatians chapter 3 it tells us what Jesus did for us um give you a second to get there while I I was looking for something in Matthew. Remember um, how Jesus summed up the whole law and the prophets in the Old Testament? I don't, I'm not seeing the verse right here. Maybe you can find it, but it's, um, he, he said that the whole, all the law and prophets, in all the laws in the Old Testament, they're, they're summed up in, in one thing. Honor the Lord your God, and, um, um, okay, I'll come back to that. Thank you. Of course. Wow. Thank you very much. I was in the neighborhood. Okay. Before we get to Galatians, Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verse 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Okay. The first five books of the Bible are all written by, by Moses. God gave them to him on, on Mount Sinai. Everything that had preceded him, all the way back to the story of Adam and Eve and creation, and um, and then and then all of the laws, you know, um, hundreds and hundreds of laws, that that um, if the people kept them, it would it would keep them under the umbrella. They'd stay. They they'd stay. demonstrate to all of us how impossible it was for for us to keep it ourselves. Jesus was the only man that came and perfectly kept the law, qualifying himself as the the sinless Lamb of God and the perfect sacrifice for for all of our sins. Um, So Paul says in Galatians that the law was our what was our school teacher to to bring us to Christ? In other words, showing us how impossible it was to keep everything that was written in it, and uh, and it's in order to in order to reach out to God and accept Jesus as my Savior. I need to know that I need a Savior and that I'm not good enough and I'm never going to measure up to God's high and holy standard, and so. So the law demonstrates to us that I, there's, it's impossible, there's no way I can keep it. Um, and then it brings me to Christ and I receive Christ and I get his righteousness because, like it says, because I, I, I have to have it. In Romans 3 it says all have sinned and, and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? But, um, but this in Matthew... Uh, 22, this is how Jesus kept the law. All of the laws in the Old Testament, how did Jesus keep them? Well, number one, he, he didn't have a, a sin nature to um, um, that would um, incline him towards sin to, to begin with. Okay? But he was tempted, and he could have sinned. But here's how Jesus kept the law. Matthew 22, verse 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Which is the most important one? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So he, so the entire law of Moses, all the laws, the, the, the hundreds of laws, all summed up into the Ten Commandments that he got on Mount Sinai. Um, the first three commandments are summed up in, in thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. And... Commandments 4-10 through ten are summed up in Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. So, over to Galatians 3. And um, in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, and we just read the blessing of Abraham in Deuteronomy 28, the first half of the chapter, or the first 14 verses, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. So, that's where, when we, when we see Deuteronomy 28, all the blessings, all the curses, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. So that when we, when we come into Christ, our sins are forgiven and we have the blessing. So... Um, So back to, back to Genesis 15. Abraham is saying, how shall I know? And that's when God introduces to him a, uh, a covenant made in, in blood that uh, forever settled any doubts that Abraham had about was, was God really serious about this thing? And that's where I want to pick up next week, um, going into more details on, on the blood covenant. So that's, that's where we are. You got any comments on that, C? No? No? I think he's going to go get Katie. Um, I'll start um, into our, our scriptures for the offering. Proverbs chapter 6. We're going to talk about natural savings and spiritual savings. It's wisdom to have savings. So, Proverbs, um, Proverbs six. And before I read that, I want you to know that in the in the Bible, poverty is always a curse. There's never anything good about it. It's not holy. It doesn't mean that someone's, you know more set apart to God if they, if they have nothing. Um, the, the bill of goods that to be holy, you need to take a vow of poverty and you need to isolate from the world and you need to um, go, in, go and be a monk somewhere. That's not, that's not Bible at all. That's the opposite of what God wants us to do. God wants to bless you and make you rich so you can be a blessing to other people. So you can have have supply so you can be more influential and uh, among the Jewish people, there is no confusion about this. I was uh, reading a little bit about the our um, um, you know George Washington during our revolutionary war there was there was time again and again and again when he needed extra help. And you know who he went to? You ever heard the story of Uncle Sam? He, he was, there was, a, there was a Jewish man who was an investor, a financier, he understood money, he understood stocks. His name was Chaim Solomon. H-A-Y-M, Chaim Solomon. And um, he was the one that George Washington would always go to. He'd send Robert Morris over to Haim Solomon saying, hey, the general needs help again. And you know, the soldiers need shoes, they need ammo, they need supplies, they need, you know, he had a little brokerage house or something, um, and he had connections. And among the Jewish people, poverty is never a blessing. They, and so the, the Jewish folks, you know, when, they, when, when wealth comes to them, they just realize, hey, this is the blessing of God. This, and there was one occasion where, where uh, Morris and, and Solomon came to one Jewish synagogue. And they raised $20,000 in like 15 minutes because the general needed help. And the Jewish people were realizing, hey, God's provided a place for us where these people love us. And no one's coming after us and trying to kill us. And we need to support general washington and that's and that's what they did but um, you know especially jewish people that that love god poverty is never a blessing and there's no confusion about this and there shouldn't be any confusion here either Um, proverbs 6